sticky and naked. Did I miss something fun? Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And today we're talking about season four, episode 12, The Sting. We're also joined today by special guest Aaron from the podcast Unabashedly Obsessed. Hello. Welcome, Aaron. Oh, hello. Sorry. I didn't know if I was supposed to say hello there or not. I've already screwed it up. (laughs) No, it's that's certainly my fault. As, as listeners to Back to the Futurama know, I don't know how to words right. <laughs> so I, I do want to welcome you to our podcast, and I, and I, I think it's time to, to start my disastrous opening bit of, that we do every week. Uh-huh. Um, and Aaron, I, just, I want to ask you a quick question. Okay. Famously, you watched Jurassic Bark and oh, left God. us a message. I did. Um, a, very, a very funny message, a, a, but a, a message that indicated a lot of hurt really maybe Would a that little. Be a good description for it maybe a little bit of hurt there was a lot of you you <laughs> did you did say at the end of it that you hated it i may have also called you monsters but i think that one was in writing i don't I mean, think that was know, in the it, audio <laughs> but it is truthful let's let's be fair yeah um, but i do now now that i've kind of built that you know opening to my salvo if you will um why did you choose this episode this is you could have chosen a lot of episodes. You gave it. You could you could have picked anything, and you chose the sting because I am coming to Futurama completely blind. Okay, I have seen like I had. I mean, you know, grow, growing up when it was airing originally, I saw a handful of episodes here and there, but I had no idea what this episode was. I just okay picked a so date two for that two sounded on good. Not knowing, yeah, I just picked a date that sounded good to me. <laughs> And it just so happened it's another disastrous episode. And and I don't know if you want me to get into that now or wait until we actually start <laughs> discussing it to tell you how I really feel about this episode. Uh, I'm, let's, sh- I'm let's sure not, we will get into that. Let's uh, not ruin grades now at the beginning of the episode. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, fair. <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely was a, a, a an interesting choice for the episode. I think... I think you guys will be um, surprised by by my take on this episode. And now I'm intrigued. And so I think that means it's time to get into it. Let's do it. Mike, I don't think your uh, opening bit was as disastrous as you wanted it to be. Just play into the fiction. Okay. Okay. Mike, you're off the podcast. <laughs> no! <laughs> you didn't ruin I it bad enough. I didn't think competently. No! <laughs> Why? So we start out the episode... <laughs> We start out the episode at Planet Express. Uh, Bender is playing like this virtual golf game um, where he he slices it into the water and then he like he has to link himself up through this <laughs> quarter inch jack into his head and then <laughs> goes and gets the the ball out of the water. I mean, you got to get the ball back. You spent at least twenty five cents a dollar for that golf ball. You need to get it back. Yeah, exactly. And then clearly. <laughs> Uh, the professor comes in and says, bad news, everyone. You're not good enough to go on my next mission. And Bender and Fry are very excited about this. Yes, they are. 
they're 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 I, like yes we win i mean that that sounds like a pretty great thing you know they're busy playing this weird golf sure. game that and, and having your boss walk in and be like great news you don't have to do your job right now because you're bad at it actually wait now now that i've recontextualized <laughs> it that sounds insult. bad yeah <laughs> yeah i don't maybe not so so good no leela does take offense to this though that's it, it's because leela's the only one with a lick of sense <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah. Uh so yeah, the uh Leela's like, "No, we're we're just as good as your last crew. Like we can totally do this." Yeah, cuz the mission is an extremely dangerous one that killed his last crew. They, is this the part Do they mention at this point that it's killed other crews too? Or does that come yes, in later? Be- because the the mission is the the one that killed his last crew, it's to go get uh space honey from space bees. Yeah, which is interesting because in the first episode, they literally made, like, game plan this a little bit, but it said contents of space wops, wasps stomach. Yeah. Continuity error there, Futurama. I mean, just a little I spotted bit. it with my eyes. I mean, sure. Mike <laughs> currently has this, like, look on his face like, I figured it out. I figured out your wasp bee puzzle. Now, now d- does it bother you when there are continu- continuity errors like... Bender never having had a jack in his head before, and now he suddenly does, and then suddenly he doesn't again. No, he's had it. He's, I feel like well, it only appears it. when he needs it. That's cartoons, baby. <laughs> so, oh, so that's not a continuity error. That is just cartoons. That's just how that's elastic just cartoons. this. It's so elastic. I mean, even Fry's intelligence is, was elastic. Lastus. Fair. Boy, howdy, this is going well. <laughs> I I shouldn't have had. A uh, uh, carbonated soda before this uh, podcast recording. Getting getting rowdy, <laughs> so rowdy. Getting Mormon rowdy up in here. <laughs> I mean, you make a fair point though. Fry's intelligence does fluctuate from like moment to moment. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the they're going through this mission plan, and uh, there is the the great moment. That's the honeycomb. Uh, commercial yeah. line where they're like oh man that must be a, a huge honeycomb and hermes is like honeycomb's big yeah 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 it's not small no 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 <laughs> and the delivery of it just so deadpan like that yeah kind of gets me every time <laughs> i know it's coming but every time i'm like so good it's very good yes um, it, I, I, my favorite part about this podcast, not to make it super meta, is th- when we make the jokes back at Futurama. It's, <laughs> it re- feels really satisfying. By the end of this podcast, it's it's going to be like the very last episode of Futurama. We're just going to be reenacting the entirety of Futurama. Ooh. It's going to become a radio play. Do it as a live stream and get costumes and stuff. You're setting us up for some pretty big promises that I'm not sure we are prepared to make. Yeah, you're writing a check that our butts can't cash. Ah, uh, th- see, this is coming from the guy who's currently creating a D&D module based on a joke. So, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a fair point there, Ben. What is your response? I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> That's right, I'm not. <laughs> Uh, so they, <laughs> oh man, I don't want to, I don't want to ruin this D and D. I mean, no, I don't either. That's all I'm going to say about it, but it's going to be off the hook. You guys, it's going to be it's real gonna good. It's going to be so good. 
so they, and now I'm on the record on the podcast yeah. saying it's going to happen. So I can't back out of it now. Certainly cannot. I mean, like I was going to do that. Well, this you're is how on, March Ocean Madness happened. You're only as on the record as editor Ben wants you to be, though. Ooh. I mean. Yeah, that's clever. I, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't deleted stuff from my own podcast because I <laughs> didn't want to be <laughs> beholden to it. <laughs> <laughs> and you've also mentioned in the past that the only reason that no one has dunked on you on the podcast is because you have editing control. Exactly. Hmm. Interesting. What's that? You all just said Ben is really great? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's definitely in there and wasn't edited in at all. Ben is really great. You're playing into his game. No. So <laughs> they, they, go, they go to the space hive um, where... We are informed that bees communicate by dancing, so Bender's mm-hmm. painted yellow and black, and he gets this bee language cartridge installed in the back of his head. <laughs> I, I do want to uh, back up for a moment, uh, though, because we do get uh, an indication of how dangerous this mission is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I, I missed that entire thing because I was too busy telling myself that I'm great, and you all agreed with me. I mean, it's a very Bender thing to do. Yes. Um, so a single sting of the, uh, from the bees with the neurotoxin they have can cause instant death unless you're allergic and you wouldn't want to know that. Correct. No, I would not. Your insides boil out of your eye sockets like a science fair volcano. That sounds most unpleasant. I did not want to know that. I didn't want to know that. Hermes really did not. He starts crying. Yeah, poor Hermes. So yes, they go to the hive. They go to the hive, and Bender is painted yellow. He gets the, the yellow and black. He gets the language cartridge, um, and then he literally just goes up to the first bee he sees, and he's like, "Hello, fellow bees. How's the abdomen? <laughs> Swollen with honey, I hope." Which is totally normal conversation sure. to have. Well, yeah. they respond, "Duh." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, it sounds like that's just a normal conversation that bees have. I mean, th- I mean, how is your abdomen there, Ben? Uh, it is not swollen with honey. That's disappointing. Yet. Ooh. The night is young, my friend. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes. Why didn't Fry and Leela also wear bee costumes? Huh. Wow. <laughs> Aaron coming in with the hard-hitting questions. This is, I don't this know. is what That's I am bringing question. to this episode. I just feel like it would have made more sense for them to, like, blend in a bit more. Well, I mean... It wouldn't have been as funny... Or it could have been funny. No, I disagree. It would have been very funny <laughs> to see them walking around in just, just big, bee like, rented bee costumes. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that was a missed opportunity on behalf of Futurama. <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're correct about that. Yeah. I, I have no, uh, no arguments. I also noticed that they walked past a whole bunch of honey to get to other honey. Like they walked, but they in- had to find the best honey. Yeah, the, the flowing That's, honey. Well, I thought the flowing thing, and we're not there yet. But I thought that was jelly. Well, there's two kinds. There's jelly and honey, which is a totally bees make both. <laughs> Space bees do. Um, I also have a note here, just in all caps, that says, "Also, this giant hive reminds me of Donkey Kong Country too." That is all. <laughs> That's a good point, though. It does. That was a great game. It was very good. I never played that one, so unfortunately, I don't get the reference. I bet you're right that it's a great game and also looks just like that giant hive. I will I will tweet some pictures out <laughs> when this episode goes live. Excellent. Uh, I promise it looks... Except there's monkeys crawling around. That's but. true. So they find the previous Planet Express ship, 
and they find the black box and they they press play on it and the crew uh dies horribly yeah what the captain seems to be very confident like they're never gonna oh no yeah he dies horribly and suddenly yeah like just all of us like yeah i mean like you said he seemed like he thought he was doing a great job until he was dead well i mean all the bees sounded like they swarmed at that in that location very quickly. Yeah. And I'm just going to throw this out there. I feel like we all do feel like we're doing a great job until we're dead. Fair. Ooh, that's very deep. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> it's also a lie. I feel like that, I constantly feel like that dog in the business suit at the computer who's like, I have no idea what I'm uh-huh. doing. Yep. Yeah, that, that sounds a lot more accurate. Yeah, that's way more accurate. <laughs> yeah. So they start pumping up this... Uh, uh, space honey in the honey home hideout, mm-hmm. and that's when Fry discovers the royal jelly. While he ponders why nothing humans make tastes good, <laughs> oh, part God. of the floor breaks off into the jelly pool and causing him to fall directly into it. <laughs> and he and he says, "Help! I need help! I can't swim in jelly as far as I know." <laughs> I mean, and it made me laugh not- so hard. <laughs> <laughs> It's not a wrong statement. He, he's probably never tried to swim in jelly. I mean, I don't know if I can swim in jelly. Exactly. Who among us has actually tested out the theory? It's true. I mean, I'm sure someone has. If you've swum, if swum, <laughs> if you've swimmed in jelly before, please tweet at Back to Futurama so we can get your take on the feasibility of swimming in jelly. Uh, so, Leela. Uh, comes over and pulls him out of the the royal jelly. Um, and then she notices a baby queen kind of floating in the jelly. So she picks it up and nuzzles it until Fry yells at her to stop bonding with it and go. let's go as Fry has jelly in his underpants. I'm with Fry on that one. I mean, you know, like yeah. as far as giant space bees go, that one was cuter than most. But you still don't pick up a bee and bond with it and nuzzle it. I really like the uh, the idea of cuter than most. I mean, it's a pretty cute bee. I mean, co- it's cute compared to the other well, ones. Yes. <laughs> well, it wasn't the cutest bee we've seen. It was cuter than most. Mm-hmm. I want to know what a, what's a cuter bee. I got to know these rankings. I mean, Bender was pretty cute. It's true. But, okay, he was, he was, he was a pretty adorable bee. See, now I'm trying to come up with like, you remember that site, Hot or Not dot com? Oh God, I'm yes. trying to come up with one for bees about whether they're cute or. Not. <laughs> Is there something there with be cute? Like a meat cute? But oh, a bee okay. Cute? Okay. Yeah, I like that. Good call. Becute.com. Our new be- business. <laughs> our, our worst business yet. Is it? I feel we like it some can't bad ideas. be. I mean, we've got our country, uh, country-themed cover band of... Uh, yes. yes. I forgot. Uh, what's the name of it? Um, oh, I don't remember the band anymore. Oh, Fallout Boy! Oh yeah, our country country Fallout Boy cover band. I'm that was a pretty bad trying one. Trying to imagine that. <laughs> I don't want to imagine it. It breaks my brain. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> um. So yeah, she she picks up the bee because the her plan is without thinking through this at all. Her plan oh, no. is just get the queen start their own hive of super big deadly bees so that they don't have to fly across the galaxy just to get space honey. I mean, if you can figure out a way to get rid of the 
you know, the lethalness of the bees. Right. It seems like a pretty good plan. Right. But now, I mean, I guess it just means they don't have to fly across the universe to their deaths. Right. They're just bringing their deaths home. Right. Exactly. It's convenient for everybody. <laughs> it's like that uh, uh, Bugs Bunny cartoon. Shoot them now or wait till you get home. But with bees. Yeah. But I feel like you could do a lot of things, but with bees. No, I don't want to do... Look, serious, like, bee phobia. Okay. Oh, really? Shall we stop? This is a bad episode for you then, but huh? I mean, it's cartoon bees. I'm fine with it. Okay. But, like, there was a time when uh, I was going camping and we climbed up the side of a mountain and then there was a bee and I literally ran down the side of the mountain almost to my doom because it was a bee. Ooh. I do not do well with them. Okay. Fair, fair enough. I do have a photo I took of a bee hanging up, though. I like, I can appreciate them from afar. The artfulness of the bee. That's really interesting. I have a serious spider phobia, and I don't appreciate them full stop. That's fair. Like, I couldn't put up a picture of a spider and look at it. Like, just thinking about it is making my skin crawl. Let's talk about something else. How about bees? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So whose skin is going to crawl in this episode? Not mine. (laughs) Now, all right, now co-host taking buttons. all bets. Um, <laughs> so they they pick up the queen and then Bender sort of with a slip of the tongue, but... Slip of the butt. Slip of the butt. He accidentally insults all the bees, especially the queen whom he calls fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he definitely says, I'm sick of shaking my booty for these fat jerks. <laughs> and then indicated it was just for that fat jerk, which ended up being their fat queen. Yeah. And so in <laughs> Poor Bender. It's such a dumb line, but then Leela's like activate emergency high speed self-contained escape pack crisis response units. Quick. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why that line tickles me so much, but it does. It's it it lasts long enough that it's like, okay, <laughs> This doesn't. You couldn't even figure it out like a, a a a long word you could shove all those letters into. Right. There is a great escape sequence where like fries jetpacks <laughs> upside down. Uh, a bee literally explodes when it hits a wall. Yeah, I've always been like really intrigued with that. Oh, like, I love what it. What causes that bee to literally explode in a giant fireball? I don't care. I'm just leaning into <laughs> it. I think it's great. That's fair. They almost leave Bender behind because he is gripped on to the Queen's stinger. Uh, and they're just like, later, Bender. And Good luck. <laughs> they start taking off. Bender manages to get back in because it tries to sting the ship. And he's just like, I'm back, baby. <laughs> and then they fly off with this uh, baby queen. Yes. Uh, Leela is pretty happy with the mission. Uh, but Fry is really concerned that they got lucky and they need to be more careful in the future. Which seems somewhat out of character. Yeah, it's almost like they're flipped. Yeah, but but I, I think this is Leela like being so driven that regardless of being a good idea, he want she wants to stick it to the professor that he thought that they couldn't do. That's it. true. That's very true. Yeah, I can see that. But Fry having that concern, I don't. That's true. That's well, a we've seen a lot in the past couple episodes about Fry having a lot of concern where Leela is concerned. So that's fair. I'm willing. I'm willing to to give it to him on this one. That it may be, it may be typically out of character, but you know, maybe he's changing a bit. Yeah, I think I think that's a good way to to think about it. As I think we're about to see character growth. Uh, So as they're having this conversation, the baby queen bee wakes up and it goes to attack 
Fry literally puts himself between the bee and Leela and says, if you want to get her, you have to go through me. And then it literally goes through him. It literally completely impales Fry and uh, scrapes Leela a little bit. Mm -hmm. And this is where we get to the part where you guys will be surprised by my take on this. Okay. Um, I'm ready. Because I loved it. I loved that Fry did that. I I have heart eyes emojis in my notes (laughs) because I loved it. I have become... so. I like I, I didn't like I said earlier I didn't watch Futurama um, up until I met you guys, and so I have been binging it since PodCon to get caught up. Excellent. And so what you're saying is we're good uh, mission accomplished. Yeah, mission accomplished. Um, <laughs> we're good influences. You are. You're excellent influences, and also I've become a really big Fry and Leela shipper. So this whole episode made my heart happy. Excellent. There you go. I'm, I'm glad it to was hear a nice that. little balm after Jurassic Bark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have gone the exact opposite direction. Yes. <laughs> um, after the uh, the bee's stinger kind of breaks off, uh, Bender grabs the queen and throws it into the airlock where it gets smashed by a passing space truck. <laughs> that was great. I loved it. And then uh, Leela's just like, ah, that was nothing. That's barely even a boo-boo. And then she looks down at Fry and there's still the stinger like in his stomach and yeah. he's dead um i mean we don't know that right away but it then it immediately cuts to well a funeral i mean it's well, like Leela literally grabs his arm and he drops and he's like oh, he's dead yeah oh i missed that part and bender laments that who will give bender waffles the way he loves them now <laughs> right. that's an important question though it's true because waffles are great it's true i'm gonna go on record waffles, waffles are, great. are great controversial take mm-hmm. i prefer waffles to bees Going to put that on record right now. I gotta say, I'm I'm with Ben on this one. I don't know. I still think it's a controversial take to p- prefer waffles over bees. Okay, well, I mean, we're all entitled to our opinions, even when they're wrong. I'm just saying <laughs> that's for our fans to decide. That's true. Tweet at Back to Futurama. <laughs> we'll put up a poll later. Waffles or bees? <laughs> we have. Let's be. Hold on. Please do I don't that. think we can put more polls up. No, do more. We polls. have so many polls up right now. Do more polls. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like the best part of this podcast is the polls, so... Uh, it's got to be something, right? I guess. <laughs> so it cuts to the funeral at Orbiting Meadows Cemetery. Um, uh, the, the mourners here are tremendous, and there's a, I have a long list. I might spoil something later on, but I just want to go through the list of everybody I spotted as a mourner. Seymour's uh, fossil, so... The discussion of Jurassic Bark comes back oh, around. I missed that. Uh, I didn't see his fossil. He's Interesting. L- at the very first shot, he's kind of leaning up against the altar. Aww. Okay. Um, you've got the Trisolians, the water people from My Three Sons, where Fry became the emperor after drinking the previous one. Uh, we've got the Neptunians, and I believe Neptunian Millhouse is here. Uh huh. So that's exciting. Uh, Sal, of course. The Signoid Pizza owners. Mm-hmm. Um, Cubert, Dwight, and LaBarbara. Uh, the Wongs. Chester A. Arthur's head. <laughs> yep. Gunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, an Amazonian woman. Uh, Morgan Proctor. Michelle. The radiator from the radiator. Yeah, I'd, I'd never seen the radiator before until I watched it again and, uh, just and, now. <laughs> it's very good. And Petunia. Uh, and the rest of the Planet Express crew. He had a lot of uh, mourners in his life. So that he, he was surrounded by a lot of good people. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he, there's sort of a, a eulogy that's, I mean, it's... Pretty good. I don't know. I, I think the most interesting thing about about this scene is is all the mourners specifically. 
Um, I don't know if there's anything else either of you want to add. I, I really like that Hermes burned his time card as an old Jamaican accounting uh, tradition, <laughs> so his great. zombie won't come back looking for his final paycheck. And then, uh, yeah, the the clergyman says some things, um, and then they cast him off into space, just like Spock's body at the end of. I want to say Wrath of Khan. Oh man, we almost we almost know a Star Trek thing. See, I I finally know some Star Trek up in there here. You go. I know no Star yeah. Trek, so I am no help. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> we are famously bad at knowing about Star Trek on this famously. podcast. Um, I do want to point out that Scruffy is the one playing the bagpipes. I wrote that too. Naturally, I enjoyed Scruffy playing. Hashtag Team Scruffy. I liked Scruffy playing the bagpipes and Bender's little eye veil. Oh yeah, that's yeah, very that's good. good. I was not detail. on board with whatever the hell Lila was wearing. Yeah, it Lila Lila makes some questionable fashion choices throughout yeah. uh, the series, I think. True. This is true. But uh I mean we no, I'm not going to start a whole podcast about Lila's fashion choices. Why not? That would be weird. Do it. <laughs> We're such good influences to you, Ben. I'm just here to make start all of the terrible podcast. ideas that we co- that you guys come up with into reality. I mean, we've got a whole backlog of terrible ideas that we need to start before we can start this Lila Fashion Podcast. You could you could do a country cover of a Fallout Boy song as your theme song. I'm just saying. It's true. <laughs> we, yes, we could do a lot of things. As Will as we? somebody no. as somebody who's not very familiar with Fallout Boy's collection, what would be the best oh. country theme song? Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the thing is, I don't know any song names. Like I have Fallout Boy. That's when I when I run, I run to Fallout Boy because it's like you know upbeat and and it's it's good for pacing. Sure. But I don't know what any of the songs are called, so I I couldn't okay. I couldn't tell you which one would be the best one if there is a best one. <laughs> I don't think there is. We can figure out. We'll, 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 I mean, we've got to come up with a name for this podcast first anyway. So, you know, we've got plenty of time we've to workshop time. it. I, I also do want to point out that Terry from Applied Cryogenics is there. And he wishes Fry a farewell from the world of tomorrow, which is very similar to our sign off. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if that's where you guys got your sign off. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, it's a play off of uh, Welcome to the World of Tomorrow. Well, yeah. Which is basically what the joke yeah. in the show is, right, too. Yeah. So um, we're both, we're, we're stealing a lot of things here. What? Us steal jokes from Futurama, the show that we like? Never. So, back at Leela's apartment. Uh, she is looking through a box of Fry's stuff, which includes the pie-in-one oil can, a picture of Fry, the daisy he gave her in the Y of Fry, a slurm can, the I'm with stupid on the moon magnet, the you leave me breathless heart from Love and Rocket, a fake mustache, and a spoon with a picture of Fry as the Emperor of Trisol on it. (laughs) It's a very bizarre collection of fry memorabilia i feel like it's completely appropriate that being said so we've seen most of it i don't think we've ever seen him in a fake mustache but most of it is legit like Mm -hmm. the oil can was when he was a robot right yeah so she uses the the spoon to take a uh, a spoonful of space honey because supposedly uh, they say a spoonful of space honey helps ease the pain i know i've definitely heard that i have as As, well as have i it's a very common expression. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Um, so she she says that one is good, so let's go with another. And immediately starts feeling funny. Ha ha funny. 
starts laughing for a bit and then immediately conks out as hard as she possibly can. Question. Yes. Where can I get some of this space, honey? As somebody who has been a lifelong insomniac, I would do downright dirty things to get some of this space, honey. Just as long as you don't do three spoonfuls, my friend. Yes. That would be bad. I like how we're immediately like, concern, instead of... That's out of character for you. (laughs) It is. Um, but, but no, after the amount of sleep I've gotten in the last uh, week, I could also use some two good spoonfuls of space honey. Uh, word. So she has this weird dream about Fry. She sees him floating in his coffin in space. Um, and he wakes up and he's like, oh, I'm feeling better than ever. And he like does this weird thing where he puts his arm through the <laughs> hole in his stomach. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's like, that does kind of lead credence to the whole you're dead theory. Um, and he's like, well, I'll prove I'm alive by proving something only I could know. And then he says that there's a surprise in his locker. Uh, and then he's like, but there's just one thing I want you to do. Wake up. It's it's very interesting because the stylistic choice of the way when, when Fry gives this detail to her, he, he ends up being like superimposed on mm-hmm. himself. And it's, it's very fascinating because it's a, it's an interesting detail that, once you once you've seen this episode multiple times, you catch the first time. It just seems like a weird dream thing. Yeah, right. And I mean, I'm I'm not going to go too far into my grades just yet, Uh-oh. but like the the amount of detail put into this episode is phenomenal. It's top like notch. start to finish. Um, and I will hold on for the rest of the episode until we'll put a, we'll put a pin in that one. So back at Planet Express the next day, uh, Leela opens up her locker to prove that he's alive. Uh, in front of everybody, of course, mm-hmm. like but you it, do with crazy theories. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, even though the professor tells her that, of course, he exists as a frozen corpse in outer <laughs> space. Oh, I've made myself sad. No. <laughs> Fry's locker is empty. It just turns out Bender pawned everything in his locker. It gives Bender closure. That, That's I mean, that checks any, out. That, <laughs> yep. Fully in character for Bender. The fourth stage of grief is selling everything that they owned and then using the cash for your own gains. Mm-hmm. Let's be fair. It's cigars and alcohol Yeah, for Bender, most likely. I'll just stick with the alcohol. Uh, this is where you differ from Bender, Ben. <laughs> in the in the only way this that year. you differ from Bender. The only, <laughs> the only way. Exactly. Other, uh, otherwise, um, and the stylish goatee. I'm more like Flexo, to be honest. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Bender pretends like he doesn't have the gift, but then he's like, nah, here it is. And it's this little uh, squeezy stress toy with one eye, which, I mean, I get why he might make it might make him think of Leela because sure. of the one eye yeah. thing. And she's got a stressful job as a space captain. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I do think that Bender hanging on to the gift to give to Leela is, once again, somewhat out of character. Like, why didn't he pawn yeah. that, too? That's a good question. I mean, you know, I mean, because it's necessary for the plot. But I'm just saying. Maybe the pawn shop didn't take it. Oh, that's true. They were like, maybe. oh, we, we, don't, we don't take wrapped gifts. <laughs> we don't know what's in that thing. <laughs> that's fair. And Bender being Bender was just too lazy to open it and be like, here. Like, he's just like, oh, I'll just give it back to Leela, I guess. Yeah. yeah it's, it's clearly worthless. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think we stumbled on the real reason for this. 
the professor decides this is maybe worth some looking into, mm-hmm. and he decides to scan Leela's brain by, you know, cutting off her head. <laughs> yeah, in France, they call it a guillotine. And uh, instead, he just uses something that he calls the gizmometer, which he uses a couple of times in this episode for various purposes. It's very good. It's, it's a, it solves everything. It certainly seems to at any rate. He Somehow, he scans her brain, and this manages to... Expl- the, somehow the gizmometer reads her brain and is like Fry's dead and nothing that can no, there's nothing that can be done to bring him back. Uh, this causes Leela to ask how how she could have known about the present, and Hermes suggests that Fry told her about it before he died, and her brain kind of forgot that piece of information. And this is when we start going into this really kind of interesting section where it feels like she's being gaslit a lot. Yeah, yes, it's kind of weird looking back on this one. Yes. No, I I agree. It's it's weird. Leela uh, back at Leela's apartment, um she has another dream about Fry, and it starts out with him saying, "I'm going to keep talking even if you can't hear me." Blah 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 blah. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> and she stops him because he she can hear him. Uh but he's initially just his hair and a mouth outline. Yeah, that was weird. It's a fascinating choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it's it's a very it's a very stylized episode. Yes, this is probably one of the m- most stylized early, uh, initial uh, original run episodes, I'd say. Mm-hmm. So he has this sort of uh, romance montage where he's like, "Could a dream take you dancing, or on a on a sleigh ride on the ice fields of Hyperion?" Yes, that is exactly what a dream will do. Yeah. When they went dancing, it was at the same place that he took her when the when he had the parasites that taught him how to play that instrument. Um, no, no, but it, it, wasn't? it it is. Oh, it is very reminiscent of that sort of um, um, because he's when he plays the holophoner. That's right. Okay. They have that little dancing called. sequence. Yeah. Yes. It's a different location, but the the stylized dancing is sort of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I definitely see where there's that sort of overlap. Yeah, it's interesting. I hadn't, I, I hadn't actually thought about that. Again, this episode's all about the details, my friend. It sure is. Um, Leela says that Fry must be alive because she's never been treated so romantically by her own imagination. <laughs> and I feel really sad. <laughs> that, that, was one, that was a favorite line for me. I just, because, yeah, like, I mean, it, it kind of made me sad, but also, like, it was sweet. Like it, mm-hmm. like it makes me sad for Leela, but you know, it's it, it was a sweet little Fry and Leela moment, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Fry says, "Take my jacket. You look cold." And then uh, he he puts his jacket around her, and he's like, "There's just one thing I want you to do: wake up." And she does, flinging Nibbler across the room. <laughs> and when she, the way she wakes up and like like throws nibbler around the room accidentally is just a great little detail in this 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 episode um when she does wake up though she has fry's jacket draped across her shoulders Mm -hmm. so that proves it fry has to be alive somewhere uh so the next morning at planet express uh first off bender is fully on fire yes okay let's talk about this scene (laughs) real quick because I'm I'm pretty sure when it's on TV this is the cutback from a commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And it just it's literally just at Planet Express. Bender is sitting down in a chair, on fire, screaming, his head spinning around, and then everybody puts him out. What caused this? 
Who even knows? <laughs> I would like some theories. So here's my theory. Okay. So after he gets put out, he immediately starts a cigar. Mm-hmm. Perhaps he fell, off, fell asleep with a cigar in his mouth. Now, I don't know how his entire body caught on fire. Okay. Um, maybe this can be some uh, fill-in from one of you. Uh, but he def- the, the cigar falls out of his mouth because he's asleep and lights him on fire. That's, okay. That's so far I've got. Somehow he okay. got soaked in alcohol. Oh, well. Somehow. Huh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't it's... know why it was on him instead of being consumed by him. But somebody must have knocked his drink out of his hand, and it spilled all over him. And he was so aghast that his mouth opened and the cigar fell out, Ooh. and he just went right okay. up. Okay. I like this one. My theory. Oh, I'm I'm here for mm-hmm. this one. I. I Aaron's is very good, so you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to clear that bar. He was just bored and thought it would be fun. <laughs> oh, I like that one better than mine. <laughs> that one's be- that you, one's better. You, <laughs> I don't know how you cleared the bar, but you did it. Good job, Ben. Because Aaron's was very good. Hey, I try. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So then, as soon as they put him out, he lights up a cigar, <laughs> and Leela runs in the room and is like, "I can prove Fry is alive." Last night in my dream, he gave me his jacket. And then she unzips this uh, uh, garment, j- bag. garment bag and she's holding up her own jacket. Oh, it was so, that was like such a sad moment. I like, oh, I just felt so bad for her. I, I do love that the professor's like, Fry's jacket is red. You, That's your lime green off the rack <laughs> number. <laughs> like, dang. It's talking about the fashion uh, podcast again. Yep. Yeah, no, it's true. This is going to, it's going to be a thing. I guess, apparently. <laughs> um, Along with the 50 million other great ideas we have in our backlog. Um, Leela starts, uh, her her perception starts kind of acting a bit off because she she definitely sees Amy talking, but it's the, professor, the professor's voice. Mm-hmm. And then um, she's like, oh man, I've just been so out of it. You know, I've been taking space honey. That's when we find out that one spoonful calms you down. Two spoonfuls help you sleep. A third one causes you to go into a sleep so deep you never wake up. I want to point out that I really, really love Zoidberg's uh, face tentacles here as he kind of puts his <laughs> tentacles up for each one. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. It's very good. Well, he doesn't have fingers. How else is he supposed to count? Exactly. See, I <laughs> I figured each... <laughs> you know, I didn't think that... I just thought <laughs> the image was so good that I didn't think of any alternatives. It, it cuts to her like in the living room. She's sitting right. on the couch and she's like, all right, one spoonful helps you uh, calm down. And she t- takes a bite. And she just like conks down on the couch like, ooh, I've got a good Again, calm going. Where can I get this space yes. honey? <laughs> we do live in Oregon, my dude. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Um, and then she's like, all right second one to help me sleep and then she takes it and she's like hmm it's not worth working i'm gonna take a third one and as she does so her body kind of freaks out and spills this jar of royal jelly all over the couch and fry kind of materializes out of it it's a very weird thing to look at he he then asks why am i sticky and naked (laughs) did i miss something fun It's such a good line. 
Uh, it's an, it's another one that I want to say all the time, but <laughs> it's not appropriate. No, for anything. Um, <laughs> no, not appropriate. Not appropriate. <laughs> we get this sort of half baked uh, explanation that Fry touched the royal jelly in the hive, leaving an imprint of his DNA and brave brain waves. When it combined with Fry's various fluids on the couch, gross. uh, yep, <laughs> yeah. Real gross. Uh, it reformed him. Um, and everybody's like, all right, cool. Fry's back. Bender even suggests, now my buddy's alive. His credit cards are valid. Let's go get hammered. <laughs> I'm bo- Zoidberg's a mean drunk, though. I'm bothered by the fact that mm-hmm. no one is bothered by the fact that this isn't, this is like a clone of Fry. It's not really Fry. They're all just like, Fry's back. Never mind that two seconds ago he was a jar of jelly. But again, I think I've. I, I may be reading too much into it and giving these characters a little more credit um, than, than they maybe deserve for logical thought processes. Well, I mean, well, you know, it's magic space. Space be jelly. That's, that's yeah. true. What, what can't it do? That, I mean, that's, what, that's seriously. fair. That's fair. The space honey does apparently have the ability to kill you in three spoonfuls. That's true. So who knows what space jelly can and can't do? Exactly. Right. See? Uh, it t- makes total sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, once again, Fry is like, he's like, well, I've got some bad news. Um, I, you know, I need you to wake up. And then she wakes up on the couch. Fry is still dead. The jar of royal jelly is unbroken. Mm-hmm. She's sitting around with all the people, uh, all the Planet Express staff at the uh, the table there. And um, they basically go into this. Don't worry, be happy montage. It was weird. It was so <laughs> weird so and trippy. Oh, it was very good. <laughs> I'm telling you, you picked a very challenging episode to, to I guess. I did. <laughs> and I didn't, I apparently did not take nearly copious enough notes. I was like, well, Mike and Ben will take notes about like the what happens from moment to moment. I'll just take notes about how I feel about it, but I can't say too much of those because grades. So, yes. This was, <laughs> it's all this good. was a weird episode. I won't go too much into this because we are running low on time here. We sure are. But uh, it does have one of my favorite Zoidberg moments ever where she turns around and he's on this rising stage (laughs) with like this light behind him that spells out Zoidberg. It's just so good. It's such a good Zoidberg moment. And it's not even a real one. It's a trippy like dream fever dream sequence. Yeah. Um, But it's so good. Yeah, I-, I like how in the song, these bees fly around and sting them as soon as they're about to sing, be happy, and then they explode. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of that. It's very absurdist and fever dreamy, kind of. And Ben, ben doesn't like I just like don't want to be stung. Yeah, I just don't want to be stung by a bee and then explode. That's That's fair. That's all I ask for in life. Is that too much? I don't think that's too much. Sometimes, yes. <laughs> okay, we have different opinions. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I do want to point out that after this all happens, the the smoke clears and everything's the way it was. Uh-huh. And Lila's like, "Were you guys singing?" And Bender's like, "No, I wasn't singing. I can't sing." Not on court order. <laughs> Before I started going to karaoke, okay. When people would try to get me to go to karaoke, I would say, "I'm not allowed to sing court order." <laughs> Did any of them ever get the reference? No, I live in a sad world in which no one understands what I say half the time because all my references are Futurama references. 
This is why we started the well, podcast. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> but it was at least absurdist enough for them to be like, all right, we don't have to go to karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> and now you go to karaoke all the time. All the time. Leela flies off to go find Fry's corpse. And then there's this weird, like, 2001 A Space Odyssey sequence. Yeah. Um, and it turns out she was just sleeping again. Yep. Uh, suddenly, the walls of her apartment are replaced by the faces of the crew. They're all chanting, you killed Fry. That was horrifying. Like, out of everything that happened in this episode, that <laughs> moment was the one where I was like, oh, God, make it stop. I hated it. <laughs> well, luckily... Your catchphrase. Uh, Leela... <laughs> does make it stop she, she tears them all off the walls she vacuums up floor bender <laughs> i love how bender is so like you killed fry yeah he's, very he's nonchalant about it. about it he's just like sup you killed fry she looks at this picture of fry that she has sitting next to her, her bed she worries that she's going insane and she's like when i'm dreaming i'm happy so i'm just gonna take three spoonfuls of honey i'm gonna sleep forever and then Fr- the photo of Fry starts talking and says, you don't want to live life in bed. Bed sores hurt. <laughs> there is a bee flying around in her room. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm out. Like, Sure, you're, you're out. You have a comical Looney Tunes-esque outline in the wall. Uh-huh. Yep. That I is, can see it over there. It's weird. <laughs> that is how I... That's just my apartment decoration. Oh, it's I fine. see. Uh, gotcha. That would be weird apartment <laughs> decoration. I feel like you got to do it now. <laughs> Just imagine going over to a friend's house for the first time, and yeah. there is a there is a black outline, like a, a silhouette of their body up against the wall that look and like cracks all along the wall, and it looks like they just ran out through the wall. Do it. Do what would you it, even say to do that? Do it. That's your new apartment <laughs> decor. Do it. Do it. <laughs> um, your girlfriend's gonna enjoy that one. She's gonna love that one. <laughs> guaranteed i would I, well if it's you my friend i'd be like hey that's a reference from the podcast that we exactly. did exactly and she'd be like i i don't care it's i don't know i actually Ooh. i don't know how she'd feel <laughs> about that to be honest well let's have her listen to this and then we can stare at her while we get to this point <laughs> and now hey sarah what do you think about it <laughs> that won't freak her out at all no not at all <laughs> um Anyways, so there are more and more bees start flying around, and Leela is crying, and she's saying that she's really scared. Um, and then Fry again, he's just like, "I just need you to wake up." Right. And she's she's like, "I don't know what you mean." And then it it cuts to this hospital sure. room. I, I before we get to the hospital room though, there is an important thing that I want to say. Uh, Fry says that I don't know if you can hear me. Oh yes, yes. But I need to tell you that I love. Yes. You. Correct. Thank it's, you. A very, very important moment in the, in that scene, I think. Yes. And Heartless Ben over here just skipped right just over. Just rushing it. through we the podcast. Skip uh-huh. that moment. I'm glad Mike caught it because that was one. I couldn't remember when it happened, but so because I didn't take notes. Because I'm I didn't do yes. my homework. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. We got you watching Futurama. That's all we care about. We we are doing our jobs. We did a good one. Now we go to the hospital yes. room. It, uh Fry is really disheveled, sobbing, and just pleading with Leela to just wake up, who is in a coma with Fry's jacket around her. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, I love that detail of, like, you know, Fry's mm-hmm. jacket is around yep. her. Um, and then uh, we find out that um, Fry was actually fine. The stinger went right through him. Mm-hmm. Leela got almost all of the poison. And yeah. Fry um, explains this to her after she wakes up. 
everybody else comes in and they're like, yeah, the doctor said that she'd never wake up, but Fry stayed here by her side the whole time. For two weeks. And he never stopped talking. Like a parrot of the sea he was, <laughs> Zoidberg adds. Oh, Zoidberg. Um, and Fry's like, I thought maybe if you heard a familiar fa- uh, face, if you heard a familiar face. <laughs> That's a thing people say. Good job, Ben. Yeah, all the time. It's just the honey thing. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm I'm hearing Aaron's familiar face, so we're so uh-huh. true. Yeah, exactly. Fry says, I thought maybe if you heard a familiar voice, it might help keep your mind together, but who knows if it really got through. Uh, and then they hug and tell, and Leela says it came through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then over the credits, they both basically tell each other that they need to take a yes. shower. I mean, two weeks is a long time to... Two weeks yeah. is a long yeah. time. A day is a long time for me. Um, and so, yeah, that means that it is time for... Grades. I, I loved it. I loved all of the, the details. And maybe, I mean, it's probably largely because I've been binging Futurama. So I noticed a lot of thing, or at least thought I did. Apparently, I thought I noticed um, a reference to the uh, musical instrument thing that I didn't actually No, like notice. I said, I mean, I definitely get the the uh, overlap on that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just, I, I really loved it. Like, I loved the the sweet little moments between Fry and Leela, and I loved, like, there were a lot of really good one-liners in it, and this was quite possibly my favorite episode of Futurama to date. Oh. Now, granted, All that's right. as caught up as I am, so there may be other ones sure. later, but... This far, I'm I'm gonna give it an A plus. All right, all right. I'm pretty much in agreement with that, actually. Um, it, it's I'm not gonna say that it's my favorite episode, but it's definitely up there. The amount of details that go into this episode, both with you know callbacks to things like hell. I mean, like I said, I've I've been watching this show forever, and I never noticed the radiator woman that gets mentioned <laughs> in. Um, I don't remember. The it name was the, of the one episode. with the Miss Universe. Yeah, yeah. I just don't remember the name of the episode. It's fine. But um, yeah, all these little details. The fact that you know it's it's essentially mostly a dream sequence, so you can get away with a lot of weird mm-hmm. visuals. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's no reason for a radiator to be at a funeral, <laughs> isn't there? It was important to Fry. Yeah, sure. So yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of details, a lot of good callbacks. Um, I I love just the just really sitting down and thinking about it all the times where you can tell where Fry is getting through to Leela. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he says like, I want you to wake up, like it hits me right in the mm-hmm. feels every time. Yep. And yeah, we do get a lot of good moments out of Fry and just all the details. And it's so good. The writing in this is, it's maybe one of the best, uh, the most well-written episodes of mm-hmm. Futurama, I think. Um, and yeah, for all that, uh, I, I'm also going to give it an A plus for sure. Um, so I, I, I'm having a hard time. Like there, there is one thing I think I disagree with, or at least I'm feeling a little bit weird about the episode. Okay. Most of the time I'm with you hundred percent. It's really well written. Um, and I understand that the concept of the episode ends up washing away that kind of, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, that kind of gaslighty feeling yeah. where, sure. where Leela's kind of going insane and everybody else telling it, don't worry, it's fine. He, he's gone now, but you know we're, we're going to live through this. And it seems, to me, it feels very, it, it feels very gaslighty and even that kind of wipe away that it was just a fever coma dream thing doesn't quite 
remove the the weird feeling for me. That's okay. fair. No, That's I get fair. that. That that being said, this episode is well written. It's funny. It's it it's one it, it checks all the boxes. It just for me has that really weird feeling. Okay, so I can't give it an A plus. I think I'll have to give it an A though. That's okay. fair. Because it's still very, very good. So yeah, uh, as always, we want to know what everybody out there thinks of this episode or anything else about Futurama or what we should call our new podcast about Leela's fashion choices. <laughs> and which Fallout Boy song should be covered for the, uh, for the intro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, yeah, if, if you want to talk to us about whatever, there are plenty of ways to get in contact with us. You can email us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at backtofuturama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash backtofuturama. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts and new, we are on Spotify. Whoa. Yeah, that's a so, new thing. Fancy. So find us there, review us, rate us, subscribe, do whatever you can on Spotify. I haven't looked into it I don't know what they do on much. Spotify. Yeah, but do those things and uh, enjoy and we can all... T- we can all talk about our country music uh, or our uh, Leela fashion podcast mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And uh, Aaron, where can our listeners find more about More about you? me. Um, I am on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron. Um, you can check out the podcast that I do with my friend James. It's called Unabashedly Obsessed. Um, each week we sit down and talk about one of our latest obsessions in pop and not so pop culture. And you can follow the podcast at UFO Podcast. You decide what the F stands for. Definitely give them a listen. We're both actually big fans of Unabashedly Obsessed, and um, it it has been a pleasure having yeah, you on. Yeah, it's been so and, much fun. Uh, Thank you, guys. But before we let her go, I do have one question. Is it a time travel podcast? It is not a time travel podcast. Okay, thank you for making <laughs> that clear for me. Check out Unabashedly Obsessed. Yes, please Tell do. them Ben and Mike sent you. I think that is it for this week. I um, so. I mean, I keep voting in the... Uh, uh, polls for the March Ocean Madness, yes. um, and uh, very excited to see those brackets and see all the the votes start coming in. So. I still feel like Leela can take it. I have faith in her. I know I know nobody else thinks that Leela can win it, but I have faith. I have faith in her. She can do it. Until next time, I'm Ben. I'm Mike. I'm Aaron. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of tomorrow. tomorrow. Welcome to the March Ocean Madness Minute. This is the end of the first round and beginning of the second. So let's look at those round one results. I'm ready to see those results, Mike. Uh, The Professor Farnsworth beat the Grand Midwife by a lot. Scruffy pretty much almost immediately blanks Michelle. She got one vote, Mike. Enos Fry beats the Zookeeper in somewhat of a close match. Donbot beats Dwight pretty handily. Gunter beat 
Angeline, Robot Santa, took out Hattie McDougal. Mayor Poopenmeyer and Warden Vogel came down to the end, but it's definitely Mayor Poopenmeyer. Dr. Zoidberg, a favorite, takes down Morbo. La Barbara takes down Steve Castle in a surprising result. Completely ruined my bracket with that one, Mike. Bender completely blanks Adlai Atkins. It was our only shutout of the entire first round, Mike. The Hyper Chicken took down Preacher Bot. In another surprise, Linda beat Malfunctioning Eddie. The Hypnotoad took down Heat. Bot. All glory to the Hypnotoad. A little bit surprising for those who picked Hedonism Bot to go all the way. Hedonism Bot comes from behind, Mike. He actually does not. The Robot Devil took down Leo and Inez Wong. Clamp, clamp, kabamp. He definitely defeated 1.0. Glurmo took down Free Waterfall Senior. As expected, Nibbler took down Joey Mousepad. Ogden Wernstrom was victorious over Robot 1X. Kiff Croker beats Officers Earl and Smitty. In the Battle of Planet Express, Leela is victorious over Hermes. Morgan Proctor stamped all the forms to defeat Alcazar. That's five stamps, Mike. In the closest matchup of the bracket, Ethan Bubblegum Tate squeaks one over Tinny Tim. Literally won by one vote. A single vote. One vote can make a difference, Mike. Roberto's going to continue his stabbing as he goes over Sal. <laughs> Flexo beats Yancey Fry. And Dinda is victorious over Harold Zoid. Calcula will continue acting as he beats Mom. Hubert Farnsworth surprisingly beats Victor. It is dog food for Victor tonight, Mike. There's no party for Slurms McKenzie as Amy wins. It turns out he will destroy you. Lure destroys Morrison Munda. The president reigns Richard Nixon's head over j- horrible gelatinous blob. The mahogany god goes over the three dim-witted sons of Mom. Barbados Slim goes on. And finally, Fry blows out Zap Brannigan. The round two matchups are here and ready to go. Professor Farnsworth takes off against Scruffy. Enos Fry takes on Donbot. Gunter takes on the Robot Santa. Mayor Poopenmeyer is up against Dr. Zoidberg. La Barbara takes on Bender. The Hyper Chicken takes on Linda. The Hypnotoad will be against the Robot Devil. Clamps takes on Glurmo. Nibbler takes on Ogden Wernstrom. It's Kiff Croker versus Leela. Morgan Proctor takes her forms to the basketball court as she takes on Ethan Bubblegum Tate. It's the Battle of the Robots when Roberto meets Flexo. Ndinda takes on Calculon. Hubert Farmsworth will be meeting Amy. It'll be Lur versus Richard Nixon's head. And finishing out round two, Barbados Slim and Fry will meet on the court. Last I heard, he was in Barbados, Mike. Make sure to get your votes in for round two of March Ocean Madness before next Tuesday, March 20th at noon Pacific time. Get in your votes. We had a couple of really close matches this time, so make sure you get in your vote if you want your voice to be heard on this to determine who the best Futurama character is. Every vote counts. The link for that is going to be at bit.ly slash oceanmadness2. Remember the two. It's very important. A lot of people forget that, Mike. Yes, they do. Go out and vote.